Although there's a lot more to discuss when it comes to kashering for Pesach during the year and Simon Kuf Chavhei, I think it's more appropriate at this point to move on from Kuf Chavhei and go get into the halachas of the Seder, which is found in Klal Kuf Lamed. So if you have Chelek Beis, Chayadam Klal Kuf Lamed, we won't go in the order of the Chayadam, we'll just discuss different topics that are found throughout Kuf Lamed. Just one more final point on kashering from yesterday. So after this year, someone did send me a tshuva from my Pasha Shachter, who just wrote it yesterday, regarding kashering dishwashers. So he's a little more makele than me. Um, one, one point that was an excellent point is that Rav Shachter writes that if you're, when you're kashering a dishwasher, if everyone in the house recently took showers or took a bath, so you just did laundry, your hot water is not going to be as hot as it typically is. So maybe the best thing would be is to kasher your dishwasher first thing in the morning, or something like that, when your hot water tank is at its fullest, at the hottest temperature that it gets. Okay, so let's move on to discussing the halachas of the seder. So the first thing before you even get to the seder is we got to plan the menu. So what is on your seder menu? So the Gemara in Psachim, it's also a Gemara found in Brachas, that there was a fellow named Toidois Ishraimi. There was a man, his name was Toidois from Rome, and the Gemara says that that he did something wrong, he would bring a gedi mekulas. He would bring a gedi, a goat that was mekulas. That was that was uh, the way it was uh, on a spit, like a shawarma. It had the hooves on the side and the uh, other small limbs on the side, but it was uh, like, like a whole lamb, and it looked like a carbon pesach. So they told him that if not for the fact that you were beloved in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they would have put him in Cherem. Why? Because you were, it looks like you're feeding, you're being machal kachim b'chutzlaretz. You're eating kachim and chutzlaretz, eating kachim outside of the base of Middash, outside of, of the proper way to bring a carbon. And that is usher to to eat something the night of the Seder that looks like Hachim. But if you look at the Gemara Sachem, that is only when someone actually has a Gedima Kulas, where you have a goat, which could have been brought as a carbon, and that you're roasting and eating it by the Seder. However, what about a piece of meat, a rib steak, a, a skirt steak, something that's not a Gedima Kulas? What if it's not even a goat? What if it's a, a beef meat? So the Mishnah tells us in Sachem that that parak is called Makam Shinagu. The Mishnah goes to various different minhagim throughout Klai Yisrael. There are those that had a minhag to work on Tishabav, those that didn't. Some worked Arab Pesach, some didn't. And that, that parak is the source for many of the minhagim we have and the concept of when you go to a new town, do you keep the minhagim that is even stretched to when a woman marries into, into a family? Does she keep the minhag of that family? That's a contemporary discussion when our minhagim are not based typically on where we live, or really based on where our family came from years ago, but not where we currently are. It could be in New York. You could have Persians and, and uh, you know, Hasidim, all, all different types living in the same community. So the minhag ends up going back to the last community that my family lived in that had a community minhag. So that's that parable called Makam Shinagos. So the Mishnah there tells us there were those places that had a minhag to eat, Tzli, the night of the Seder, and there were those that had a minog to specifically not eat Tzli on the night of the Seder. So, this minog of, you know, eating Tzli versus not eating Tzli, what, what were the two minhagim? So, one minog was that we should eat roasted meat, because if we don't eat roasted meat, nobody's going to remember that we had a carbon Pesach. So, therefore, they specifically ate roasted meat. Not a Gedim Akulos, didn't have this uh, shawarma on a spit roasting in their house Pesach night, but they had lamb chops, they had steaks, they had something as a zecher to the carbon Pesach. The other minhag in Klai Yisrael, 
that's that's found in the Mishnah is specifically not to eat. Why? Because it looks like you're eating, you're eating, you're being makar of carbonus. As if you're being makar of carbonus, we don't have a base of Middash. You can't be can't be makar of carbonus apipashtus. Uh, well, either, either way, there's no no one is being makar of carbonus today. So. How are you eating your Karim Pesach? So what's the point of saying, oh, this is like a zecher to the Karim Pesach when it, it looks like you're being makar of carbonos b'chutz? In that uh, discussion, the Gemara tells us, I'm sorry, in a later discussion, the Gemara later on in and it tells us some of the halachas regarding saying Pesach, Matzah, Marah by the Seder. So the Gemara tells us you're supposed to point. You're supposed to point to the Matzah. You're supposed to point to the Marah. Props, the Avinezer says that's how you teach people. So you're be Mekayim Vigadata Levincha by showing them the props. You point, you point to the uh, to the Matzah, you point to the Mar. However, do not point to the to your uh, your Zroya. Don't point to the chicken bone that you have on your Seder plate because that is not the Pesach. So don't say Pesach and point to that because that is not the uh, the carbon. There's even a discussion if a person, the Gemara tells us a person should not say that this animal is for Pesach, even though you're not bringing a carbon. Still, it looks like you're, according to Rashi, you're being a minadev. You're saying that this animal should be in a dava. Toysavis learns that people are going to assume to be maktashit for a carbon Pesach, so it, only, it would only apply to a goat or to a sheep. However, there it seems like it's only when you're actually saying an entire animal. Let's say you, you tell someone, can you go buy me a piece of meat for Pesach? So according to the, those Rishonim, it sounds like it wouldn't be a problem because you can't bring a carbon Pesach from a, a butchered up London broil. You just you just can't do that. That's just not what a carbon Pesach would be. However, if you look in the, in the, in the Acharinim, they discuss and they say a person should refrain from saying this meat is for Pesach. So the truth is many are mekel. So there's a quote from Rosh Hashanah Orbach. He said, perhaps that's the reason why the, the Midikon Chayas was to call Pesach the wrong name. If you look in Chumash, if you know how to read, it's not Pesach, it's Pesach. So why do we call it Pesach? So he says, maybe it's because everybody kept saying we're buying meat for Pesach. So that's a way to avoid saying this Basar, Zel, Pesach. So you say Pesach, and Pesach doesn't mean anything. So you're not... Uh, be makdish your meat for Pesach. But either way, going back to the discussion of what you can eat by the Seder night, so clearly you should not be eating a Gedimakulas, and there was a minog found in the Mishnayas already, an old minog, not, you know, some people discuss minhagim, of, we have a minog not to mish on Pesach, these are, these are new minhagim, you have an old minog from the times of the Mishnayas not to eat roasted meat on Pesach. So who has this minog? So look at the Torah. The Torah writes that all Ashkenazim have the minog and many uh, communities in the Sephardim have this minog way back. It seems like the Temanim never had this minog, but for most of Klai Yisrael, we are noyeg not to eat meat, roasted meat, the night of the Seder. The truth is, this is only discussing the night of the Seder, the two Sadarm. Let's say uh, your yant of day meals, you can eat whatever you want. You don't have to eat flesh either. There's a discussion if that, if you need flesh to be Mekayim Simchas Yantif, Pashtas, you do not, especially if you prefer a milchuk meal. But you're definitely allowed to eat roasted meat by the day meals. That is found in the Shari Tshuva, and many of the Paiskim say that explicitly, that one is allowed to eat meat by day. So the only concern is by night. So which meat is included in this? So if you look in the in the Magan Avrami says it would include chicken, it would include meat. Anything, any meat or chicken that's roasted would be included in this iser. So now, even though people would say chicken can't be brought as a carbon, still the Magan Avrami says that chicken, it doesn't say chicken, he says buster oif looks like meat. So for many of us, the only bird meat that we eat is chicken or turkey, and it's a very white meat. So 
Over time, they have found the perfect breed of chicken and, and, uh, and turkey and our commercially available uh, chicken and turkey, very white meat. But back in the day, they shafted any bird, any kosher bird would be shafted. And it wasn't necessarily this perfect white uh, chicken that we know of it today. So you could see why people would get confused. You learn that many hormones we have on chicken, which you would say, what do you mean? Chicken and milk is only the button. Why we machmer, you know, in uh, different examples. And if you look in the price scheme, they keep saying, because people will get confused between chicken and meat. And one could say, what do you mean? I never got confused when I go shopping between chicken and meat. However, you know, depending on how it's prepared and depending on what type of bird they would use, they didn't have our typical you know, chicken. So <clears throat> that is why the minig is not to eat roasted meat or roasted chicken. So how do we define roasted meat or chicken? So you look in the price scheme, clearly it says anything that is not cooked in a liquid is considered roasted, so a baked chicken, grilled chicken, grilled steak, grilled uh, whatever, uh, a baked piece of meat or grilled meat, broiled, that would be part of the minog, not to eat the night of the seder. What about pot roast? So what this is referred to in the price scheme as tzli kedar. So tzli kedar, the way, the way you make pot roast is you take, according to the uh, biblical, the, the, the recipe found in the price scheme, you could call it whatever you want, but the pot roast that the price scheme we're discussing is you took a piece of meat, imagine you took a, a piece of flanken or something, and you put it into a pan, you didn't add any sauce, and you let the meat simmer in its own juices. So is that an issue of being called tzli? So on one hand, you would say, well, the current Pesach, if you would do tzli keder, it would be puzzle. It has to be tzli ash, it has to be you know roasted on the fire. So that would not be good for current Pesach. So the simple understanding would be that it wouldn't be a problem. One is allowed to eat uh, pot roast the night of the Seder. And that is, in fact, the Pesach of the Arach HaShulchan. However, the Mishaburah, quoting the Magan Avram, and some of the other parts can say that one should not, because since the appearance of this meat looks like a grilled piece of meat. It looks like tzli, so people are going to be mistaken. You have the same problem of it looks like basar kachim. However, the aruch hashulchan is mekel, so if you have a family member, you buy your uh, you buy your shviger, maybe not this year, and they're making, and they have pot roast, so halach is you're able to eat it. However, what everyone agrees is, let's say it's cooked. Now, it doesn't have to be cooked in a, in a stock pot on the fire to be called cooked. Anything that has its, it has additional juice added to it, that in halacha has a din of bishel. So your classic uh, cooked meat would be meatballs or a cooked corned beef or I have other recipes if you want. Even a typical roast where you put a gravy on it and it cooks in its gravy. You have a short ribs, you have just chicken and duck sauce, whatever you like. All those things would not be considered tzli and it wouldn't even be considered tzli keder. That would be considered bishul and halacha is you're allowed to eat that according to all the poiskim at the night of the seder. So if you have any recipe uh, questions or a menu Many uh, concerns you could ask me. I have some tips. Okay, so that would be according to our show, and there would not be a problem. So, just when you're thinking about your Pesach menu, so take grilled chicken off the menu, take your uh, your grilled steak, so that should be eaten by the other meals, but not by that meal. Someone asked me about sous vide. Still thinking about it. it. Depends how you you use your sous vide. So, typically there is some juice or gravy that's put into the uh, into the bag into your vacuum pack, so that would probably not be considered sleep. It's barely even called cooked, but that would not be considered it's lean. You probably could eat that, depending on your recipe, by the Seder. There's one other thing that does come up. It's more of a uh, 
I'm saying this, but Derek Tzachos, as more of a joke, but there are many people, that many, many Jews throughout the Klai that aren't necessarily affiliated, and they'll eat many, you know, all the Jewish foods by the night of the Seder. And one of the things they eat is chopped liver. So chopped liver, the only way to make kosher liver is to sliest is to roast the liver to extract the blood so all liver is roasted so the question is how could you eat chopped liver the night of the seder so the truth is based on what we just said one should not be eating chopped liver at the night of the seder because it's slee however let's say a person would after you know roasting the liver would then fry it with a decent amount of oil that would be called bishel and many of the Paiskim are mako that Bishul Achat takes it away from being looking like Tzli, like a, a roasted piece of meat. So if someone made sauteed liver, it's machlek in the Paiskim, but it's limitzchos. If someone did fry their liver, so then even though you roasted it originally, once it's fried, then you would be allowed to eat it by the night of the Seder. Uh, Pashas is better to avoid it because it is roasted, but that would be a limitzchos for the uh, sautéed liver. So, Mirta Shem, the next week we're going to discuss different things that go on by the seder. First, we will focus on your menu, your what type of wine should be used, should not be used, what type of matzah, maror, karpas, haraisis, and then we'll get into some of the halachas at the seder itself.